0: Hi, this is Pronouncing English with me, Pam. How are you today? Today, we're going to explore the rising and lowering of our voices and grouping words together. Yes, the natural flow of the English melody. That's the smooth flow of speaking. We're going to use a poem written by the great American poet, Robert Frost. I'm using poems because they can be an excellent source for studying English melody, since some are structured to rhyme within the lines or sentences, and and they can also display the same pattern of beats or syllables. I also wanted to find a poem that represented the winter solstice, marking the beginning of the winter season here in the Northern Hemisphere. And so I found this poem, which is titled Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening. That title really says it all, doesn't it? The poem is only 17 lines long, and it has a pattern. In each verse, which in poem terms, that's called a stanza, so in each stanza, The sentences are arranged with a rhythm of rhyming. Sentence one, two, and four all rhyme. Before we start, I just want you to know that the text of the poem reflects the thoughts of a driver of a horse and wagon traveling at night, stopping in the woods to watch the snowfall. It ends with him reminding himself that despite the lovely view, he has promises to keep and miles to go before he sleeps. First, I want you to hear the poem. If you would like to read along with this poem, I'm going to put a link anywhere you're listening. You'll find the link under the title of today's podcast. I found a wonderful voice actor. His name is Shane Morris. He has a really deep, very distinctive voice. It's almost so deep, it's hard to hear. So I want you to concentrate and listen to his interpretation of how to read this poem. And then we're going to go back over it together.
1: Whose woods these are? I think I know, his house is in the village though, he will not see me stopping here to watch his woods fill up with snow, my little horse must think it queer to stop without a farmhouse near. Between the woods and the frozen lake, the darkest evening of the year. He gives his harness bells a shake to ask if there is some mistake. The only other sounds the sweep of easy wind and downy flake. The woods are lovely, dark and deep, but I have promises to keep, and miles to go before I sleep, and miles to go before I sleep."
0: I almost don't want to talk after hearing him speak. He has such a nice, soft voice, and I really have a harsh, hard voice. I know. I'm sorry. I'm back to myself now. All right. Each of these verses or stanzas have eight beats each line, which means eight syllables. But if you know English melody, we do not give eight stress points the same. Some syllables are given more attention than others. So we say some words longer because we want to emphasize, or we might raise our pitch a little bit so you can hear that part, or we may say it a little bit louder. Now, I don't think you hear him getting louder and softer, and you don't hear big swings in his voice compared to how I speak. But he is stressing in unstressing words. Whose woods these are, I think I know. I want you to remember that we really emphasize the main words. The words that have some meaning to us. The reason that we have decided to give it more emphasis, which means that we're stressing those words. Here I believe it's woods think, and know. Those are what I want you to hear. Whose woods these are, I think I know. Now that's one line, and I have split the words up and made a pause in between. You can hear how I do that. I do it after are. Whose woods these are, I think I know. That's the phrasing. We don't say each word with the same beat. Connect all the words and then pause. It could be a really, really fast pause. So since I'm stressing woods in the first little grouping of words, the other words are all connected, but I don't say them with any emphasis. Whose woods these are? And then think and know. I think, I know. So you hear the I is lower and the think is higher because I'm emphasizing it. And then the next I is lower. And the no is higher. So I want to go through this and I want you to figure out where are where is Shane grouping words together. So where do you hear all the words before he pauses? And then let's go back and in that same phrase, which words are being emphasized so that you can then repeat it the same exact way he's, he's doing it. All right. Take it away, Shane.
1: Whose woods these are? I think I know. His house is in the village though.
0: I heard house and village, and I feel like he's grouping. His house is in the village, though. So do you hear how I'm going down at the ends of each of the words? His house is in the village, though.
1: He will not see me stopping here to watch his woods fill up with snow. I
0: heard see me and
1: stopping
0: here. He will not see me stopping here. The next is watch, woods, fill up with snow. The term fill up is a phrasal verb. We usually put those words together. It's a saying that would mean it's being completely full with something. Here it's snow. And we don't know when to stress a phrasal verb all the time. Sometimes we stress the first part of the word. Sometimes we stress the second part. In this phrase, we stress the word up, fill up with snow. To watch his woods fill up with snow.
1: My little horse must think it queer.
0: Oftentimes, you'll stress the noun and not the adjective. Although here in this poem, it sometimes switches. So we're not going to stress little, but we do stress horse. My little horse. And then the next phrasing is must think it queer. He's saying that his horse thinks something is strange, and he's using the word queer to mean strange. So think and queer. My little horse must think it queer. The next line is to stop without a farmhouse near. Did you hear the stress on stop? The word without is a funny word because it's one of those rare words where we're stressing the last part of it. We're stressing out. To stop without a farmhouse. That's one word, and it's a compound noun. It's a farm and a house put together to mean a farmhouse. So we stress the beginning of it. And then we don't really stress the word near, so it's lower. To stop without a farmhouse near.
1: To stop without a farmhouse near. Between the woods and the frozen lake, the darkest evening of the year.
0: Here's one of the exceptions I was talking about. He's stressing darkest evening of the year. And so he does stress. He chooses to stress that adjective.
1: He gives his harness bells a shake.
0: The horse is shaking his harness bells. So I would stress harness, again, like a compound noun. He gives his harness bells and then stress
1: shake. A shake. To ask if there is some mistake. The only other sounds, the sweep.
0: Hear how fast he says the only other sounds. So the only other is really fast. The only other sounds. The sweep. What he's saying is, is everything is silent except the snow and the wind. Because the next line explains it.
1: The only other sounds the sweep of easy wind downy flake.
0: Here he's not stressing any of the adjectives, but he is stressing the nouns. So easy wind, he's stressing wind of easy wind. And then downy flake. Downy means soft or fluffy. And that's a description of the snowflake. So he's stressing flake of easy wind. And downy flake.
1: The woods are lovely, dark and deep. But I have promises to keep, and miles to go before I sleep. And miles to go before I sleep.
0: This poem was written in 1922. Next year, we'll celebrate its 100th anniversary, and now you can recite it. Good for you. As we're nearing the end of this year, I'd like to wish you all peace, good health, and happiness. I'll be back the first week of January, and I can't wait to see you then. Bye for now.